It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Well, hello, good evening, and welcome to Idle Talk. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here at 8.30 a.m. WEEU. We are from King's Auto Repair, and yes, we are one day and one hour early. Don't blame us for being a day late and a dollar short, right? <laughs> Just because we're a day early and a day, a day and an hour early. Okay. That's so right. you're only going to listen to us for one hour because... You got um, health talk coming to you. Because health talk is coming up next and you don't want to listen to us for two hours. I mean, come on. I don't want to listen to myself for two hours. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a bad joke in there's there. There's a joke in there somewhere. I yeah. better not touch that if I want dinner tonight. You better not. Okay. So here we are uh, live on 830 AM. WEU. We are from King's Auto Repair, and we are talking about cars. Give us a call, 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. And can talk about anything you want, just as long as it has to do with cars. And So I just got to bring something up here, because I opened uh, Facebook to kind of monitor like what goes on, and I have another... uh, like a tablet here that I open it up on. And the first thing that comes up is a group I'm in. It's an ad for AutoZone brakes. And this is brakes that won't slow you down. Fast. I'm like, uh, that's a, that's bad advertising right there. Yeah. The marketing and you team. You want brakes that slow you down. Mar- someone, someone, marketing team did not get that right. Yeah. They, uh, they did not make that memo. I mean, it's, uh, the, the, the subline is as faster repairs and fewer comebacks with OE quality and fit. Yes. But brakes that won't slow you down? No. Yeah, I kind of want brakes to slow me down. <laughs> Let's try that again, marketing. Okay, so we are also on Facebook. So if you want to see our beautiful faces for radio, head on out to Facebook. Look for King's Auto Repair. Like and follow. You'll get notifications when we go live. And you can see our beautiful faces for radio. And if you didn't want to call in, but you did have a comment, you can also always type that into the chat bar. And we can kind of answer that question as we get along here. So um, I didn't know where you wanted to start, but I I put the radio show together when did Tommy, you now? Tommy was working on stuff. Yeah, we had some stuff in today that they were like, uh, we need your expertise on. It was old. <laughs> it was old, and it was a Ford. Yeah. And I was like, and it is kind of my, and it was a truck, so it was kind of my expertise. Yes, that's right down your alley, so to speak. Um, But what, this morning, when I was driving, it was still dark out, and I was going to the pool to hang out with my other mermaids, and... I realized how dirty my windshield was and mm, you don't necessarily it's that time of year. Yeah, you don't necessarily realize that it's dirty except for two situations, one when there's sun glare. Mhm. And then you realize the inside of your windshield is really dirty. And then also I noticed this morning when I was getting the oncoming traffic, the cars with the lights, you know, so you get that you get that like hazy fog on the inside of your windshield. Yes. So I pulled I pulled a dad waiting for their kid. I went out and um, I, my car was parked on the street and I got my bottle of Windex and I got some paper towels, not bounty paper towels, but like the hard roll paper towels because you need hard a hard roll paper towel like newspaper 
to clean the windshields and I was cleaning my the inside of my windshield on the street. I felt like a dad waiting for their kid to come out of practice, you know, because we all have had we all have had a friend's dad who did that. So I was that. that you were person. that person this I, morning. I was that person today, this afternoon. Did so, you have the New Balance sneakers on? And the, I did not. I had my no. Burks on. But but I just a word of advice: you will need more Windex than you think you need, and then you will have to stand on your head to get the bottom of the windshield. You know, and use the hard wound paper towels. So there are some kits out there now, and I bought one. I couldn't and I don't find know it. Where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, have to find it was it. floating around the Fiesta, my little car, for a while. Yeah, because you took it as soon as I bought it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm going to use this. And of course, and I didn't. And then you didn't. And then it was floating around the Fiesta, and then you said, I'm going to take this and use it. And I said, great. And you brought it to the shop, and you used it, and then you promptly put it someplace where you can't remember where it is. Exactly, because it's in a tiny little black bag, and I should have left it in the car. Yeah. But the kit is a little triangular, like, kind of pad, and you put a handle on it that kind of snaps in and allows it to pivot and this handle allows you to reach down farther on the windshields Mm -hmm. so you can spray the windshield with a window cleaner and then kind of hold this um, this pad with a flexible kind of handle on it the the handle's solid but it pivots down at the pad and you can take it and wipe the inside of the window yeah and it makes it really easy to reach all over in it yeah, and I was looking for that, and um, yeah, I guess I hit it. <laughs> you hit it someplace, so I, I just even had, hit it on myself. <laughs> put it someplace safe where I'm not going to forget where it is. That's exactly what happened. So, um, so I did that, but I just a, just a reminder as we're coming into this, you know, it's gonna we're gonna be daylight savings time soon, so you're gonna leave your house when it's dark and come home when it's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're gonna you're gonna realize that your windshield is dirty, and then you're gonna tell yourself I need to clean that, and then you're gonna get home, and you're gonna forget about, it, and then you get in car, drive next morning, realize that your car's so see, just see, right now they're driving, and the sun's glaring in it, mm-hmm. you can see how dirty it is, mm-hmm. and we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. So I and don't know, and you're gonna get home, and you're gonna be like, you know what, I need to clean that. I don't know and just what, just like me, it'll be right out the window. Yeah, so to speak, gone. I don't know what you have to do to remind yourself to do that, but whatever you do, do get, that thing so you can make yeah, sure that when you get, you get that rid done. of the get rid of all the dirt on it, the sun glare's gone. It really does help in the, in the the mornings and at night. Yeah, you can definitely see a lot better because you yeah. don't realize how much that dirt like reflect Ref- refracts refracts the light right inside the car. Yeah, instead of coming like straight through. Yeah. So I put together a radio show, but I don't know where Tommy wanted to start. I got a, a great suggestion from our loyal and lovely uh, listener, Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, Ash, I think you should talk about oil, or, uh, gasoline gasoline, and octane. And I said, okay. So I did a little bit of a deep dive. And I don't know if you wanted to start with that or if you wanted to finish up oh. with that because it's a little complicated. <laughs> Well, wherever you want to go, and I'll put in as much knowledge as I know about it. Well, I was hoping you would you would have the majority of the oh, knowledge. Oh. That's, why, that's why I put this together that's early right. so you oh, could read so up I on it, read. but you didn't. So no, because I was fixing an, an old an old uh, junky truck, as the guy that owns it calls it. Well, so. he doesn't get rid of it, and he keeps nope, fixing it. He keeps so fixing I it, so. can't can't so, fault him for any of that. So basically, what octane is, it is a measurement of gasoline's resistance to burn. So 
you can run more advanced timing and when you can run more advanced timing you can get more power out of the gasoline to a point so what ends up happening that's kind of like the long and short of it but everybody says you know what kind of gas do i need to put in my car right so most of your cars are made to run on regular 87 octane around here if you're up high somewhere where the air is thinner, they might have a, I think it's a lower octane there because you don't get as much air into the cylinders. It's not okay. as dense. You know, the higher up you go, you know, it's harder for you to breathe. You know, you mm-hmm. you get up like in uh, uh, Colorado, you know, Mile High City there up in Denver. It's a lot harder to breathe up there if you're used to living at sea level because you're a mile higher. The air's not as dense. So... With the engines, they also have trouble breathing because really what an engine is is like a a giant air pump is what it is. And you, it's a, well, it's an air pump that they light a fire in. Right. But it's a fire triangle. Yeah, as it pushes on the cylinder. Yeah. So. That's part of the fire triangle is the heat and um, combustion and oxygen. Yep. So less oxygen, less power, thus you don't need as strong of a... um, gasoline because you need it to ignite easier so what will end up happening if you run a um, higher octane gasoline and your car is made to run on a lower octane you generally don't see any benefits from it there will usually be no benefits whatsoever for running a higher octane Um, now if your car calls for higher octane and you use a lower octane you will definitely see a decrease in fuel mileage because what'll happen, and if you remember driving around cars back in the day, they had, you would hear a car start like knocking or pinging. Mm-hmm. It was the, the noise that you would hear. You would, you'd be driving up the road and you'd hear this ting, 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 or this type of noise, right? And that would mean that the timing was too far advanced for the gasoline that was in it. Nowadays, with the electronic computers, they have sensors on them called knock sensors to be able to detect that stuff. And when it detects that, the computer automatically will adjust the engine timing of when that spark is happening to quiet that noise down. And when that happens, you'll get a decrease in fuel economy. So I, the where I got, and I, I've actually found this, this article on... A website eaa.gov energy explained and they're talking about octane and because i because i knew that there's the octane and then there's like the ethanol rating Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff and i did a little bit of sleuthing with that too but it did talk about the how does octane level affect my vehicle because it had gone in in this article it had gone into um it Octane measures, uh, ratings are measures of fuel stability, and these ratings are based on the pressure at which the Mm -hmm. fuel will spontaneously combust, terrifying, Mm -hmm. auto-ignite in a testing engine, and the octane number is actually the simple average of two different octane rating methods, motor octane rating and the research octane rating. I had no idea that this was that complicated. That's that RM2. Yes, 
Yes. That RM slash two. So that, that you see on every single mm-hmm. gas pump, any every single like little thing, it says it's the parentheses R plus M and close parentheses backslash two. Yep, divided by two. Yeah, which I thought was very, very cool. So, but that has to do with the number of isotopes. Isonomers, I-S-O-N-O-M-E-R-S of normal octane. And anyway, it's very cool. But it did get into this controlled combustion versus um, spontaneous combustion, Mm -hmm. autoignition, detonation, knock. That's your knock or your ping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So competition between the intended, controlled, and unintended spontaneous combustion Mm -hmm. causes the energy from burning fuel to disperse unevenly, which can cause damage and place high pressure on the engine's piston before it enters the power stroke. All of that makes so much sense to me. I'm I'm not being facetious. That makes total sense. Yeah. Because so, that's what the knock is. It's mm-hmm. it's it's igniting before the spark plug actually makes it go off. Right. It's yep. the uncontrolled mm-hmm. ignition in the cylinder. Mm-hmm. Which and, I'm just like <laughs> yeah, it, the the engine two points of light coming together. So if you remember back in the day when you had a carburetor car mm-hmm. and you turn it off. And it would keep keep running. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. You know, that heat, that engine was hot enough that it would keep running because of the the fuel octane was that low that it would just spontaneously combust and it would just keep sucking the gasoline in. Okay. Not until they put electronic shutoffs on carburetors to stop the gasoline from flowing in. Because that, that's what would happen. You would turn the key off, and the engine would be so hot it would just keep running. Uh, and you know, you get that, that like knocking and banging because it would just basically start <laughs> running like a diesel because it was so hot. And usually that signified it had some other problem with it because right. it was already running too hot. Too hot, yeah. Um, but so. What would end up happening, you know, later on they put a little shutoff in there, mm-hmm. electronic shutoff, so when you turned the key off, it turned the, the gas off that okay. it was able to suck in and keep running. Um, but these um, these newer cars, um, they actually ran into an issue with this that didn't have to do with octane, with the spontaneous combustion. Um, a lot of these new cars that they call the direct injected ones. And this is where they inject the gasoline directly into the cylinder. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, the fuel injector would spray it in the intake and the air would carry it into the cylinder as it came in. Right. So nowadays it's just the air coming into the cylinder and they inject the fuel straight into the cylinder. Well, a lot of these cars that had the stop start, GM had a big problem with this they would start to burn a little bit of oil and the oil would be really hot. And when the car would go to start back up, it would spray the fuel in there and it would hit the hot oil and it would spontaneously combust and knock. Oh. Except it would do it so violently, it would blow the engine to pieces. Oh, so what's like, the problem? Exactly. So you would pull up to a stop sign, the car would do its auto shut off, and then it would go and start back up and as it would go to start back up it the it would shoot the gasoline in there with the hot oil and it would light it and basically um make an uncontrolled explosion uncontrolled explosion yeah so it would go off too early and then it would have another cylinder that would fire on time and they would fight each other oh because they would they would basically like 
it would happen as the piston would come up, they would squirt the gas in it. And as it's coming up, there's another cylinder that's firing oh. and it's burning. And so, so you have two of them, one that's fighting to go down one way and one fighting to go down the other way. And, and they're basically pushing against each other. Okay. And that. when they would do that, the pieces of the engine would just come out. Come apart. Yeah. That sounds like a big problem. It, it was. Um, that was a... So now they changed the engine oil. Uh, two or three years ago, they changed that. And you don't see a whole lot of that happening now. Okay. So I didn't. also didn't know that they use an engine testing a, a, a octane and en- testing engine they have a special engine that they use to oh. test the octane there's actually a picture of it here that i had yeah, no right, idea right there at the bottom and um it 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 does all the things and it tests the octane and the mor and the rom you see how they can how far they can push it yeah it's pretty cool all right we can get back to this because i still want to talk about ethanol okay give us a call 6103748800 and we'll be right back and now let's get back to tom and ashley with idle talk from king's auto repair and we're back thanks so much for joining us i'm ashley and i'm tom and i'm adjusting my microphone i'm so sorry okay anyway so we're talking about octane and fuel Mm -hmm. and and that kind of fun stuff and the one thing i i always get a little messed up with is the ethanol aspect of of fuel so so and then the flexible fuel vehicles and that kind of stuff so let's talk a little bit about because there's where's the percentage come into play here? So the reason that there is a percentage is because there's old cars, old cars on the road. Okay. I believe. Define old. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, let's see. You can put a classic plate on a car at 15 years old. So we're in 23. So that's a 2008. That's crazy. At, um, 25 years old, you could put an antique plate on there. So that would put us at 1998, if I am correct. Yeah. So. I guess so. 1998 uh, vehicle, you could put an antique tag on. So if you have a 1998 vehicle, it's now an antique. But if you put an antique tag on it, yeah. you can't drive it. You can only drive you can it certain only drive times it. and that kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. So don't do that. Only do the classic plate. Yeah. But is there are there limitations on the classic plate? Not, th- not that I've seen. Okay. Not that I've seen. Okay. Because you still have to get it safety inspected. You don't need to have it emissions inspected. Okay, I see. I see. So that's your way to get around emissions. If you're got a bunch of mo- if it's got problems and it's over 15 years old, you can get a uh, classic plate for it. Yeah. Because they figure you're not going to drive it a whole lot. But I'm hmm. betting they would be wrong. Well, I mean, there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I still would be driving my Dodge if if I if it wasn't rusted. I um, probably still would have. So still y- would have it at your, least. Your Mustang is a nineteen ninety or two thousand nine. No. Yeah, nine. Okay, so that's coming up on. Yeah, yours is oh, classic. Mine's, mine's antique. Yeah, <laughs> it's antique. It's a ninety three. Yes. Antique. Just, yeah, okay. Anyway, so let's continue about this E10, 10%. So so the whole reason that you have the 10% is because of old cars. Old cars, the rubber fuel lines on them are not, they cannot handle 
more than 10% ethanol. They, okay. They can, they can handle like up to 15%, but that's why you're get, why all the gas pumps are limited to 10. So as long as there's cars older than, I believe, 2002, it's either 2001 or 2002, on the road everywhere, um, they're going to have the limit at 10%. They've been trying to push it that it would be 15% alcohol, up mm-hmm. to 15% alcohol in the fuel. Um, all modern cars can handle that. The fuel lines can. Every, okay. All the plastics were made to handle that. Um, because what ends up happening is that ethanol in there is ethanol alcohol. And the alcohol will melt the plastic or dry out the rubber. Okay. Or, you know, if you ever put rubbing alcohol on your hand, you know, it gets cold and dries everything out, right? Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So same same thing with ethanol. It's not the same alcohol, but it does the, it's the same thing. It, it cools and dries. Okay. Now you might say, why do they put it in fuel? Well, it's a renewable resource. They get it from corn. Um, is it viable to do? I don't know. There's still government subsidies on making it happen um, to get the ethanol put in. So the government's still pushing that it's better to burn a little bit of alcohol in the fuel than okay. to than to have straight fuel. Um, does make us a little more energy independent, I guess. Yeah. But I I don't know. I haven't done any studies on it. I know nothing about it. Yeah. So cars later than 2002, I believe, can handle like 20% ethanol in their fuel. Okay. Without having it cause problems okay so then you get to your flex fuel vehicles those can generally handle up to uh, 85% ethanol in them and the engine computers can adapt and run with that fuel in there Uh, the reason that they have their own like special flex fuel like computer in them is because the the ethanol does not have as much energy as the gasoline, and it takes more ethanol to go the same amount of mileage as it does that gasoline. So, for the E E eighty five, that's eighty five percent ethanol. So, yep. hence the E eighty five, and it's then fifteen percent gasoline. Is there there? So there's no. Everything else, like the regular mid-grade premium, is all going to be, if you want to be, if you want to compare apples to apples, is going to be E10. Yes. All your all your normal gas pumps are going to be E10. Okay. And that just means it can be up to 10% ethanol in it. You yeah. might fill up and there might not be anything in it. Yeah. but there, It could be straight gasoline. But where I was getting like, <laughs> in my brain was... 85% and then 87 regular 89 93 yeah. 94. I was getting like I no, I was not... I thought that was all the same linear No, this it's is It's two separate lines. E85 is not 85 octane. Yes. It's not 85 octane. That's what octane. I was confused about. I believe <laughs> so I, was, I believe pff, Ashley's if, mind just exploded. Okay. I believe if you go to sheets or rudders they're the major ones that carry the uh, the hot, the um, ethanol, the E85 around here. If you go there, I believe it's a blue handle. 
And okay. It, I believe it's blue, and I actually believe it's 88 octane. Okay. Okay. So I okay. believe it's 88 octane. Okay. I don't. I don't know because I don't usually stop there. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So knowing what what's what, uh, I mean, if someone wants to call in and kind of tell us, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, but the I believe it's eighty eight octane. Okay. Because it's not going to be it's not going to be rated the exact same as gasoline because of the um, it's mostly it's not gasoline it's mostly alcohol yeah and alcohol has a lower burning point yeah so so there's no there's it's not like the 87 regular 89 mid-grade 93 no, premium it's no, not like that it's not at like all. that at all okay so no. so that's that's why someone had called before and asked about that and you're like yeah e85 and i was like why is yeah, my that, brain not computing yeah, not, these things e, e85 just means it's 85 percent alcohol so you'll see the pump labeled as e85 e85 E85. okay i honestly don't know what the octane rating is on it i I wonder if it even has an octane i guess it would have to have an octane rating it has to that's what i should look up so okay so the computer actually adjusts for will adjust for all that because you don't get as much like like most of your energy I'll say like diesel fuel, fuel oil, gasoline, all that stuff is measured in BTUs of output. So one gallon of gasoline has this many BTUs of output. That's the that's all the energy it has. How you get it to process that energy into mechanical motion is all about being, um, yeah. So okay. the octane rating is of E85 is 100 to 105. There you go. I'm, I'm, now I'm even more flabbergasted. Okay. So what happens if I, okay. So making it a high performance fuel. Oh, it's a high performance fuel. Okay. That would make sense because with, with like race cars, they put in like a super, like dragsters, they put in a super high octane, which is like alcohol. The alcohol funny cars. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk to Jim. Let's talk to Jim real quick and then we can. Hi, Jim. 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 Hello. Hi, Jim. I tell you, um, you have uh, stolen most of my uh, questions here that you already answered. Okay. Um, I was curious. Uh, there's a Sheets gas station up here on uh, in Millenburg mm-hmm. on Bellevue and Fifth Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they sell the um, the uh, it, they get what is, what is it eighty eight? Yeah. Eighty five or eighty eight? Yeah. Yeah. Right. E. And uh, e- it's like 50 cents cheaper than uh, even the 87. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering about that. Um, I, I know ethanol. Uh, when I, I, I'm kind of a motorhead. All right. Mm-hmm. I have a 69 Camaro 350 Chevy. And um, uh, the alcohol, when you go to the drags, I, I'm pretty sure those guys have to like double the size of their jets. And their carburetors to make up because of, yeah. like you were saying, the uh, lack of BTUs mm-hmm. that are given gasoline versus uh, alcohol. Now, I know alcohol also has a tendency of uh, absorbing water. Mm-hmm. Am I correct on that? Yes. Okay. So, my question is um, is it worth, you know, uh, 
I have a, a 99 VW uh, Jetta. Can I use that, uh, you know, the 50 cents cheaper gas, or isn't that worth it because of all the alcohol content? Um, <clears throat> an 88 or a 98, I would probably not go past it if it's um is that the e15 it's 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 a four i mean it's a two liter yeah you know, the, so. the the fuel it sheets are are rudders i would make sure the pump okay. says that it's e15 or less okay um don't put any any higher than that in it because it will eat the gas lines away the gas lines were right. not made to run that out that amount of alcohol in them Okay. That's so, what, well, yeah. And uh, your, your reference for um, uh, pre-ignition, mm-hmm. my dad always told me. I learned a lot of my dad growing up there on Motorhead for many, many, many years. But um, he would liken it, and I'm sure a lot of old-time shade tree mechanics did the same. Uh, pre-ignition sounds like marbles in a, a, a coffee a metal coffee can when mm-hmm. you shake mm-hmm. it there mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. you can you can tell that you can hear it you can you know i mean there and the uh the after run when you turn the engine mm-hmm. off you're quite right I, I went through the same things there so uh you have that flame front coming across the uh top of the piston head and um you would get that uh Afterburn, the after pre-ignition mm-hmm. there. So um, the, I call it clattering. It's like shut up, just like a diesel. <laughs> yeah. And it is, and diesel runs on the same principle. You're yep. probably correct. Yep. You know, twenty-two to one compression or whatever it is mm-hmm. with the glow plugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. Well, uh, I hope I didn't waste your time there. Not at all. Curious. No. no. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. All right. Good you night. Take care. All you right. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If you have the chance, and you know, I always talk about it with lawn equipment. And we're getting to the end of the yeah. year with lawn mm-hmm. equipment. Mm-hmm. If you run uh, gasoline in your lawn equipment with that has ethanol in it, get that out. Don't let it sit in there over the winter time. It will ruin the carburetor. It will ruin the tank. It'll ruin all kinds of stuff. And then I'll be back in the shop or you'll be buying a new one in the springtime. Well, that's why they, that's why we see where we live, there's um, um, an ethanol free. Oh, they put a whole bunch of ethanol free stations in now. It was it Wawa or yeah, Sheets well, or Rudders? I, they all have them now. Okay. They okay. all do. And I don't know, like, there for years, they made them get rid of them and they all had to have the E10. And now, in the last couple of years, they allowed them to put in the ethanol-free stuff. Yeah. So it's not just uh, out in Boyer's Junction and out yeah. in Wernersville yeah. where you yeah. were able to find it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. now you're able to find it a lot more places. Cool. All right. Let's take a break. Give us a call. 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. And we'll be right back. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we're here on 830 AM WEU. We are from King's Auto Repair. We're going to talk to Luke. Has a correction. Luke, please school us, my dear. Luke? Yes. Hi. Hi. Tell us Um, us the correction. 
Um, so when the sheets, I did a little research on the sheets because I was wondering about the cheaper grades a while back. Okay. The, 80, the 88 is actually just 15% ethanol. Oh. Okay. It's not it's not like the E85 at all. It just has up to 15% ethanol. So it can be used in most vehicles after like 2001 or 2. Oh, okay. Okay. So is that so can still still considered an E85? No. It's still no, it's E80, 15. E85 is the flex fuel that's ethanol, really high. Okay. The, eight, the 88 just has a little bit more ethanol than regular 87, 89, 91. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. I understand. I understand. Okay. I get it. Yeah. I'm, I get a little confused. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be blonde to have a blonde moment, but man, it helps sometimes. I'm telling you what. <laughs> Yeah. All right, cool. Well, so that's the little bit I know about it. I have some family mechanics. I mean, one of the recommendations they make is if you're going to switch to using the 88, you know, try and use it consistently going back and forth, I guess, mm-hmm. can cause some issues. Oh. It can cause some drivability running issues if you're yeah. constantly switching back and forth. Okay, so get get with one and stick with it is mm-hmm. what, they're, what they're saying as the recommendation. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you, Luke. Sure, no problem. Awesome. Have a good Great night. Show. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. All right, good night. I, I always like to yeah. know when there's an error there. Well, and like I said, I'm no expert. I generally don't stop at sheets. Yeah. Um, I'm Sunoco Wawa. I'm usually Sunoco. I know. I do Wawa only if it's super convenient. Actually, I do, I do and, Redner's too. And Redner's. I yeah. do Redner's and, and Sunoco and... We do have a rudders that we stop at when we go to Baltimore, and yeah. I'll fill up there. Too. But that's not very that's not yeah. very frequent. But in order, Sunoco, and then yeah, Wawa and Redners are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. And and actually, Laura uses Sunoco all the time, and she said that she used Wawa for a while to see if she would get better gas mileage, and she did not get better gas mileage. She got better gas mileage with Sunoco. Yeah. So. So I stick. I. I so then you have your whole top tier gas thing, which is a whole nother. You know what? Realm I didn't even thing. get into that. But Rudders is top tier gas. Sunoco, oh, they are? Yes. Rudders is top tier gas. Is Sunoco, Royal Farms, I wonder? Because they supply they, for. I don't, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. We should look into that. You're asking me about somebody that's just coming into the area. That's I don't true. know about. But Royal but I can, Farms. I can tell you Wawa and Sheets do not use top tier gas. Right. So that. You're looking at Rudders or Sunoco, and I don't, I don't know about Redners. I never looked hard enough. Me either. So they're just on the way. Yeah, they're just I pass by and it's there, and hey, yeah, great. So yeah, and I, but I wonder if Royal Farms is because they don't, but they don't. I'm wondering if they they're the other ones are top tier because they um, cater to like over the road trucking and stuff like that. No. I don't know. Well, no, they wouldn't be top tier because they cater to over-the-road trucks because over-the-road trucks don't use gasoline. I know they don't, but they that's still... They use diesel fuel. But, okay, whatever. There's not... I know not, they use diesel. Don't, then, be, don't, just... We're talking I'm about just, top tier gasoline. I know. Let's just move on. Can we move on? <laughs> Can we move on? Is that so, a lot of permi- uh, permissible anyway, permission yeah, to yep, move on? Yep. Okay, well, thank you. Hold on. I was going to say one more thing about Karen's uh, Karen here. <sighs> I was going to type it back, and I was like, this is going to be a little too much. So 
It says, uh, uh, not quite understanding the 85 octane versus the 87 octane at sheets. Well, it's it's not 85 octane. Right. That's what I was confused. It's 85% alcohol. E85. E85. 85% ethanol. Yes. Which is what I was struggling with. So unless your car has a yellow cap and can run on that, do not put it in the car. It will run. It will not run good. Um, it will, the computer can, in your car, if it's not made to run on E85 gasoline, cannot adjust far enough to make the car run correctly. And a lot of times the E85 gasoline is less expensive than anything else there. Right. I, I know generally the E15 gas is less. That's what uh, Luke just said. Mm-hmm. You know, the there, it's generally less money than the eighty-seven, mm-hmm. but once again, it doesn't have as much as many BTUs in it as the. Uh, it doesn't have as many BTUs in it as regular gasoline. Yeah. Thus, it uses more. It will give you good power, but it won't. It will use more. Same with E eighty-five. It takes a lot more of the eighty-five percent ethanol gasoline or gasoline mm-hmm. ethanol mix to get you down the road generally you cannot drive as far on it just because there's not as many btus in it so they need to use more if you like i said if you put it the e85 into your tank and your car isn't made for it it will not run very well and it will turn a check engine light on oh check engine light yeah because yeah. the car cannot get the car cannot adapt and put enough fuel into the engine to make it run correctly. Okay. So it'll think that it is running lean and doesn't have enough fuel or it has an air leak somewhere. Oh, okay. And it just will not run very good. Okay. So right. unless the car's made for it, don't put it in. And now we know. <laughs> okay. So I found an article, Auto Myths Busted, 11 Common Misconceptions About Cars from Non-Car Enthusiasts. The very first one, old cars were safer. Now, we could debate this for hours, which I'm not going to. Um, but they, this, this says um, people, cho- people they choose... better. Well, yeah, much more stylish and and sometimes can be a little weird. But sometimes people choose to ignore the significant strides made in vehicle safety. And in the last few decades, according to many, the older, heavier cars and trucks were infinitely safer than the small econo boxes that make up the roads in 2023. Well, the heavier cars are coming back. Yeah, they electric got bat- cars. Yeah, they got batteries in them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of people forget, like... There's a lot of nostalgia with old car, older mm-hmm. cars, especially. Yep. I mean, I'm talking about ones from like the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and you get into the, the 80s. Yes. Well, there's there's a handful. Uh, yeah, they they didn't really make it. <laughs> Most of them you want to forget about. <clears throat> well, sometimes whenever you like, we've seen like old Chevettes, like Chevettes from the 80s, and it's a it's definitely a point and look look. Do you see the Chevette? You know, it's it made it. Um, but the, the older cars, you, you get, you get nostalgic about like, oh, my mom had one of those, or that was my first date or that kind of stuff. And then you get in the car and you're like, this is a metal dash with Mm -hmm. no seat belts. So one of, (laughs) one of the things that definitely changed over the years was people don't remember that the steering columns used to be solid coming out of the steering box. 
So basically, when you were driving down the road, if you got in a front-end collision, there was a giant... You were holding on to a steering wheel that was on the end of a giant spear <laughs> that, you know... It's uh, all hopefully, true. Hopefully, it didn't break, and it would only break your ribs. But if the steering wheel broke, I mean, it would basically... St- stab you if you were in an accident and pin you to the the seat the seat yeah you know that's something that you know that we now have collapsible steering columns Mm -hmm. that have like stuff built into them so that doesn't happen like the airbag comes out yeah but the steering column also collapses so when it gets pushed the front end of the car gets pushed back you don't get that giant spear into your chest anymore yeah, because it was a rigid. It was rigid from the engine to the steering wheel to the soft, per, soft thing behind the steering yeah, wheel. Exactly. So, so that was one thing that is definitely a lot safer nowadays. Oh yeah, and I mean, can, can we name the ways? But I mean, not necessarily just the 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 um, safety items, but people would people would argue, oh, the cars were heavier, they were bigger, there was more metal. Yeah, there was, but there was also uh, the a decrease in safety items that were in the car. So that that cage, that car, yeah. had to be safer because the guts of that car was not super safe. So well, it's really interesting, you know, when you start talking about the 50s, 60s, 70s cars, and you look back at, at them with, like, nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? And when you look back at it, everything looks rosy and good. And as you're you're looking back at it, you're like, I remember driving around in those cars. But what you don't remember is those cars at their oldest. I mean, they you, people got rid of them when they were like five or six years old. Yeah, they had like sixty thousand miles on them. It was time to get rid of them. It was time, time for to a get new rid one. of them. Hundred thousand mile vehicle was unheard of. Yeah, if it went 100,000 miles, I mean, it was apart multiple times and put right. back together multiple right. times. You did lifters and, and it, you adjusted it was, the valves. And... Yep, it, it was constant constant work done to them to make them go that far. Mm-hmm. Because, And I say this because my dad told me he bought one of his first cars out of a field up in Charlottesville. And it was a 68, and that was 1974. Was it a It Pinto? was sick. Or no, it was a Torino, Torino, and it was six years old, and it was already parked out in the pasture at six years old because it needed major work. Yeah. And people don't remember that, you know, the cars didn't They la- didn't last. They didn't last. Yeah. They and didn't last. You, co- you constantly got them. If you were driving, just think about this, in 1975, if you were driving a 20-year-old car, that was 1955. Yeah, and that was... How many 55s did you see running around? Unheard of. Exactly. Yeah. So Okay, let's take a really quick break, and then um, that'll be our last break. If anyone wants to give us a call, certainly can. 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. We'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here at 830 AM WEU. We are from King's Auto Repair. And we're talking about funny, interesting, weird um, car myths by by non-car people. Yeah. So, so the one thing I thought was funny, don't go past 3,500 RPM. The only people... The only people who think cars shouldn't be driven past 35 RPMs are the same people who take forever to merge onto the highway. 
true. Um, many drivers believe that revving the engine past 3,500 RPMs that mark causes damage to the motor. Still, that line of thinking is incorrect and potentially dangerous. It means you can prevent yourself from driving in evasive fashion during emergency. Don't be afraid to put the pedal to the metal and live a little. Which Live a little. I agree. That's because you drive fast. I do, but when I had my Dodge that I loved so much that I put like a bazillion, I put like 200,000 miles on that thing, mm -hmm. you told me that I didn't drive it, I didn't accelerate fast enough with it, and I would get carbon buildup. Yes. Tell me about that. Tell us. Enlighten us, oh dear sensei, <laughs> about never, the carbon buildup. Because it never ran hard enough or hot enough to be able to burn it out. So you can get carbon buildup from not running a car very hard. And a lot of people that drive around town, you end up with some issues about this. Okay. Because what ends up happening is you never, like with the catalytic converters nowadays too, it will load up the catalytic converter with all kinds of stuff okay. and all kinds of junk. And you go to accelerate and it, like when you do need to accelerate, and it'll just kind of bog down because the airflow is cut off. Okay. It doesn't From too flow much carbon. too much carbon. Now, that being said, you'll hear some people, you know, okay, we got to take it out and, you know, take it on a highway run. Yeah. You know, you'll hear people say that. And that's actually good. We have some cars that come in that um, one's a construction truck that just drives around in circles on yeah. all, like an off-road area. Mm -hmm. And we're like, you have to take this out and drive it hard. Like there's like the whole reason this truck doesn't run good is because you need to take it out and flog it a little. Yeah. Because it just putts around. And Give goes it the goods. Yeah. And okay. if you take it out and you run it real hard, the truck runs great again. Yeah. So... It just really, really needs to go. Now, that being said, I had a truck years ago that it sounded like it was going to blow up if you went over, like, if you went over 2,000, 2,500, or I should say 2,500 RPM, it sounded like it was going to blow up. Was this Wilbur? Yeah, it was the Jeep truck. So when I would drive it, I never took it over 2,500 because it sounded like it was going to blow up. And I found a book with the specs in it one day that said you could take it to 6,000 RPM. <laughs> and and you're like, like, why didn't I at least try? And I was like, well, I did. But from like 2,500 to 6,000, it sounded like it was going to blow like to pieces. <laughs> so I just never, I, I rarely ever took it over 2,500 because... It just sounded like it was going to blow, like the pieces were just going to come out of it everywhere. Well, you were also a little nervous about blowing up engines because you had already blown up something previous to that. Yes, I had one that the pieces came out and I was just driving it normally. I wasn't at that, even, I at that point. Yeah, I wasn't even whooping on it. <laughs> wasn't even whooping on it to, you know, push it. And it just, yeah, the pieces just came out everywhere. Yeah. So, but yeah, the going past 3,500, you you really got to get it above that. I mean, you sometime. should. You should. Yeah. It it does load everything up and and cause with like cause problems. Yeah. Um. Just because it, it gets stuff built up in there, and the only way to get it like built up is and uh, kind of run and get it hot. Yeah. Get it hot. Build it up. Burn yep. it out of there. So. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Oh, that was it. Yep, oh, there we are. It. So. <laughs> I was. 
got so involved. Yep. All right. Well, we'll go. Th- we'll try these next time. So we're we're going to be back in two weeks, yep. two Thursdays, yep. and on the, on a Thursday, on a Thursday at the regular time. So go Phils. Yep. Woo! And uh, thank you. Be nice to each other. And wear your seatbelts. Have thank, a great weekend. Thank you. All right. Good night.